I don't want to keep my guests waiting as well. This man is, he's multi-niche, to say the least. He's not just, uh, you know, podcaster or anybody like that. He's not a one-trick pony, okay? He's involved with Truth and Democracy, okay? That he still has that show, thank God, a Bible study for progressives. And God, they need it. They need it because they want to throw God out the window. So I'm so I'm happy for that. Me personally, I'm proudly biased. He's a author, attorney, activist, and a survivor of sexual abuse. So no, he he was not raised no locked up gated community at Pleasantville, whatever state you want to insert in there. Okay. He's been through stuff and he has a very unique understanding. And yes, I am reading from the guest sheet. Sue me. You, he has a very unique understanding of the problem of male loneliness, which is on the rise. And some people on the left has recognized. I got to give credit to one YouTuber, Shoe on Head. She recognizes that. And she's trying to help reduce male loneliness, sexlessness, and female promiscuity. Wow. Yeah, this is very timely to say the least. That's my honest opinion. And he's he's also diving into the red pills. What is this left-leaning person diving into red pills? I think it's I personally think it's a good thing. You gotta reach across the aisle. No, don't just stick to your little echo chamber that, oh yeah, Medicare for all. Great, great, great. Or okay, Black Lives Matter, great, great, great. No, 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 no. You gotta be involved and talk to people with different opinions. You'd be surprised. You can learn something, and they can learn something from you too. It's a reciprocal experience. And, and what? And um, what's? And then we also go dive into a little bit what's wrong with the dating, how it affects men, and just what he does on in general. I don't want to make it too specific because I like an open ended conversations. So, um, he spoke about pornography sexuality in colleges in Southern California. And yes, I know I have jokingly bashed Californians for invading my podcast, but he do got some really good people. Yes, I'm being a hypocrite right now because I only represent East Coast, East Coast, New York, New York. I know, sue me. Um, and he has written for many. Okay, Los Angeles Daily Journal, LA Progressive, Buzz Flash. I thought that was BuzzFeed. I was going to bash BuzzFeed. I don't take them very seriously. They are our internet waste of space. Demcast and more. And he's been, he's all over the place. He's in rallies, churches. He's very involved. Seminars, public events, and online meetings. And then he also, yeah, he also deals with um, Global Perspective on Social Issues. I'm not sure that's a book. Looks like it's a book cover. Um, before he answers that, let's welcome Rich Procida. Sorry for a long introduction. Oh, no, that's great, Elias. Thank you for having me again. I really appreciate being on your podcast. And some things you say, I'm sure you're going to get pushback from the simps. That's one term, the one slang term I'm going to throw out there. I'm pretty sure you know what that is because it's been thrown, especially when the man's trying to be overly nice again in the woman's pants. The simps. The ultra feminists that say, oh, to hell with Richard. He is trying to power the men with that shady, nuanced, philosophical talk. I can say right through him. 
I mean, I've, I have received pushback on that, even though I wasn't even trying to apply anything. But hey, it's going to happen. Sometimes you get pushed back. Ironically, you're on the right track. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So okay. that's all I'm going to say. Well, anything else you want to add? Well, I was, um, you brought up something about how we have this stereotype of men as um, horn dogs. In fact, women, I, I, I hate to say, but I think a lot of women disrespect men. They call us dogs, garbage, trash. And um, we're portrayed as these, and, and quite frankly, my history of sexual abuse has changed my reaction to certain things. And sometimes things that other guys are like screaming, acting like dogs because a woman is showing her breast, right? Maybe at a, at a, some place and you're acting like a dog, yelping like a dog, right? Or probably salivating. (laughs) Salivating, yeah. And and I have a totally different reaction. I have a post-traumatic stress reaction. I have a reaction of what does this person want from me? And, you know, I, I, I just, I have just a very different reaction. You know, I've, I've told that story on a Truth and Democracy podcast that I just don't have the same reaction that men have to like strippers and strip clubs and things like that. I have a, I have a post-traumatic reaction to those things. So, um, I sort of got off on the topic, but the hundred, the, the the idea that the guy is a horn dog, that he, they, and the evolutionary psychologists say that men want to spread their seed. They want to spread their seed. And so they're trying to have access to as many women as possible. That's their innate strategy for creating babies, basically, for perpetuating the species through their genes, right? And for women, because they've had this experience of being subjected, in a sense, are survival creatures who are looking for protection, provision, and so forth. And so we, so in some sense, that is men's strategy, and women's strategy is called hypergamy. And what hypergamy is, is the tendency of women to date up in social status and money, and um, and obviously the men dating down, and so women are trying to use marriage and relationships to gain provisioning money. You know that's the money part of it um, to gain protection because they were very very vulnerable, and someone to provide for them um, so that they could take care of the children that they bear. Now, a lot of men might say, oh, yes, and this explains women's relationship. Well, not really. Because basically, if you ask any woman, okay, I have an innate strategy to have sex with as many women as possible, as many different women as possible. And that's my innate sexual strategy that to perpetuate the species through my genes. Does that mean I should do it? 
Does that mean it's okay for me to do that? Is it okay for me to go around having sex with every single woman I can? Is that something that you would condone? Ask any woman, I guarantee you. All right, I would expect that they'd say, no. So when we have women who, yes, they have the need for provisioning. Yes, they have the need for protection. You know, but does that excuse them taking advantage of men? Does that excuse them making bank off of men's loneliness and despair? Women are making millions of dollars off of men's loneliness and despair. Because men live in situations of sexual scarcity. And that scarcity is perpetuated by women sometimes because they want that power and control. And it's collective. They slut shame each other. Sometimes I think they slut shame each other to keep men from women from having sex with men to keep the men sexually in a state of sexual scarcity. So um so really it's it's not the men who are going out having sex with all these women. Maybe it's the men the women are having sex with that are having sex with us, but it's really not men who are doing that. But is it okay for women because they have these needs to go out and take advantage of them, to prostitute themselves, to create OnlyFans page, to make a living off of men, to marry a man for his money, to, to divorce him and take everything he has, you know, after you've had sex with your chat or whatever, you know, does it make these things all right? And then the second question, which I have for evolutionary psychologists, which is a criticism of them and some of the red pill um, advocates, is that are women able to control their own behavior? They absolutely are able to control their own behavior. Just like we men, we have changed we've taken the criticisms of feminism and we've even tried to create a more ethical sexuality i remember i was into that i was so I, you know i went through feminism i wrote my book which is on pornography it was a feminist studies book i minored in women's studies you know and i, I you know i tried to deal with it make an ethical sexuality little did i know that women want men who will um, dominate them in the bedroom? You know, so it's it's it was a total waste of my time to think about that. But we have changed. We respect them more. We allow them to be bosses. We we allow them to judge us. We don't we don't yell at them or at them when they're walking down the street or or whatever they used to call that cat calls or whatever. We've changed our behaviors. Oh, now, put women, them aside when it came to a grown conversation, too, especially back then. Okay, women and children go away. We men gotta talk business. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about this. It's just classic movies, um, mm -hmm. which you know, it, it did affect my thinking. You know, just to keep it as real short, like raging bull. So all right, get get you the kids. This men gotta talk, you know. Now, now they're part more of the power team, which is good. You know, nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do, but I do want to add on. I, I will even add traditional media perpetual places that spread it wide and social media, forget it. Even certain female celebrities are saying men are cheaper and easy. That's another insult that's popping up by some yeah, so-called right. famous 
social media. So I just want to just add into that um, because you're saying a lot of great stuff. And thank you. I agree a whole lot more. I don't even think I even disagree with the point yet. Like, I think you're the I think you're the most nuanced person, in my opinion. I'm not gonna speak for my listeners. They might agree, they might disagree, a little bit of both. I shall find out eventually the feedback will come clear and concise. Um, especially if they are willing. Um, so yeah, that's definitely very, very, very true regarding the whole dynamic and respect women more and all that but i think to some extent we have to play opposite what they are saying they say a but they might be they might mean b to some extent yeah i think you're right about not, not not on not on all not on every single communication and sometimes no meets no and that's why those guys get me too and that justifies the me too especially if they're rich and powerful harvey weinstein's a perfect example but I'll say a lot of it out of hard wines. Yeah, that's when the movement got too out of control. So, okay, I even, I almost became a supporter of that. So, oh, okay, no, I'm done. I see where this is going. Piss off. You just want to get, you want to go after every single guy. You just want to defame them. Even when he's legally clear, he's still damaged because he can't get that job back. His reputation is, has a very, has a long-term shit stain at best. I was gonna say, oh, he raped me just by how he looked at me, mm-hmm. which that makes it, which that makes it very hard for real rape victims to mm-hmm. report. Now yeah. they gotta think twice or even thrice about this claim. And I, yeah. I think, um, actually, yeah, go ahead. This, um, yeah, yeah, this um, nonpartisan, the the red pill is actually a. They would deny it, but it's kind of a Me Too moment for men. I mean, for me, it was I was sexually abused and used as a child and as a teenager and as a young man. And a lot of guys say might relate to that. And then but the other point is they they have this Me Too moment about divorce and when they got screwed and and how how it becomes like I was telling a woman, I met a woman on from match and she was saying, I want to get married in three years. That's my goal. You know, I'm like, why you want to do that? Um, but men are not do- going for it. You know, it, it's like when a woman gets married to a man, it's like she won the jackpot, hit the jackpot. She's winning hundreds of thousands of dollars usually. When a man gets married, it's like he's losing a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. You know, it's a financially irresponsible decision. People are not getting married, and men are less and less men. I never got married. I turned out, well, to be right, but really, I had a lot of issues. You know, I had a lot of trauma to deal with, so that was going to put a roadblock in that for me. Um, and I wish I had knew these things about women when I was so much younger. And that's why I'm encouraging a lot of men. And that's why I'm doing this nonpartisan red pill men's group, because liberal men need to be red pilled, too. We need to understand what's going on. You know, we need red to- pilled in a reality objective kind of sense, not the you know, not the political aspect. Let's just be clear. Don't make me call you liptard. Let's be absolutely clear in the objective and analytical 
sense, okay? Not the political sense. I know that's not compatible with you. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Well, be analytical. Be be objective. Try to have a, a sober mind. Hey, let's use a little biblical term. Right. Sober mind. Because yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we remember what the red, what it's about. Really, the red pill is really about women's behavior. And the, they would say women's nature. But it's behavioralism. One of the things we do is we look at what women do we look at the numbers we look at the stats rather than what we say and just like you said what we find out is that what they say and what they do are two different things and one example i might use is you know they often say oh, it's all not all about money it's not all about or it's not all about looks right uh we look at these other things right yeah and, oh, and that man have those standards. Oh, they get called out instantly. Oh, I want a woman to look a certain way. Oh, so, oh, you. Oh, so you hate ugly people. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, keep going. I, I, right, right. I could add on to all of this yeah. stuff. Well, they talk about it like that. But the truth is, it reminds me of law school when the professors say, your grade is in the analysis. You know, you can know the law, but unless you do the analysis. And but what they forget to tell you is that knowing you have to know the law to do the analysis. So you need to have the law under your belt before you can do the analysis. And so here, um, yeah, they're trying to tell you um, that it's just these, we, we, we consider their character. We talk about all these things, but when it comes down, then the rubber hits the road, you find out it's mostly about looks and, and resources. It's mostly about looks and resources. Is it, you know, yeah, sure, they consider other things, but when you look at the stats and the numbers, you can see what the actual truth is, you know. So, we're getting a bum rap, you know. And in fact, men are much more forgiving when it comes to looks than women are. Women have, I, I think, there's an epic, especially financial standards. I mean, Chime, especially in financial standards. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, normally speaking, normally speaking. A woman is able to marry up. You already alluded to this a couple of times. Right. They go up. Man's um, socioeconomic standards. She was here. It goes down. Yeah. Because, you know, the woman's including expenses, especially with the children coming there. That's even more expenses. You just got to make more money just to go up there, work a lot more hours. And that compromises the quality relationship as well because he's working a lot more than being with the wife and the kids. So it's very comp it's very complicated, just to say right. the least. Very well, yeah, and the women are and working longer too is another thing that's really hindering this as yeah. well. But the, the looks thing is that it's mostly looks and resources for women. I mean, the vast majority of it is. And yeah, the looks financials and even working longer hours, which like lessens the quality of the relationship because you have to work long hours to maintain or yeah. increase his resources so like that the you know, woman and kids oh yeah you know, that, take care of. i remember what it is that women well, men are much more forgiving i mean when you look at what how women look at the men on those dating apps they find most of the men unattractive and only a small fraction of the men are attractive to them but when you look at how men, men have a traditional bell curve. You know, we we can find attraction in a five and a six, 
You know, we can find it because of the way we're built. We're, we're made to want to have access to as many women and so forth. And so we can find attraction in a lot of women. We're actually much more forgiving when it comes to looks than women are. But we get the bum rap of being the guys. But then when women are complaining about how men, um, they're just horn dogs, they're cheap and easy, right? They, they like to complain about that. But think about it. Men are built to make love to women. Men are made to make love to women. So what the heck are they complaining about? You know, they're complaining about men being sexual beings is what they're complaining about, having their sexual nature. And just because they can charge for for their ass doesn't mean that men have to charge. But I want to tell you one thing. It's heading in that direction, because the more that the women want to have only have sex with the hottest guys. And of course, they they can have sex with hotter guys because guys are attracted to a wider variety of women than women are attracted to men. So they can have, but so they think in their head, oh yeah, I can get this guy. I can get this hot, rich guy. You know, he had sex with me once, you know, I can get him. Uh, but, and they never want to go down and they're doing this. Is, I think we have almost an academic of sexual suicide among women, especially older women, if I can't get what I want, if I can't get the this, if he doesn't meet these standards, he doesn't, I don't want anyone at all. I met a woman, you know, I'm older, I'm 59, but I met a woman at a speed dating thing and I, and I called her later and she told me she hadn't had sex in five years. I'm like, thinking to myself, I told her this actually, how could you allow that? Do I really want to have a woman? And then on top of that, she said, if I don't get a commitment to me, I'm not having sex at all. You know, I don't want to have hookup culture. I don't want, you know, already saying, I don't want a hookup culture. I don't want, if I can't get what I want, I'd rather not have sex at all. And so many women leave the sexual marketplace as early as 40. And they don't have as strong a sexual desire as we do. Men are still in the marketplace in the 60s and 70s. And there are some women out there, too. And almost universally, I find that they want younger men. So it's headed in that direction. If women are going to be paying those men, they're going to start charging money. Women are going to have money. Those men are going to start charging money. And so get used to paying for men. Because that's what's coming down the line. And it, and so if that's what you're creating, just like you've created the hookup culture, you know. So, yeah, so that's what I wanted to say on that, that a lot of these problems we get blamed for, but they're not our fault. And there's a problem with women taking accountability. Um, I don't know how much. When I was went to college, this is after, you know, having been sexually abused and used all my life. Ended up in college, community college. And they had, and this was in the 80s, and sexual harassment law was new. People didn't think men could even be sexually harassed at that time. And I had this woman, this class asking me to pose nude. And it's a long story, but she had a bunch of... I would call flying monkeys or women doing her bidding, you know, coming up to me, 
trying to encourage me to post new, telling me how much. But I would ask every single one of them out on the date, and each one of them said the same thing. I can't do that. So in other words, they want to see me nude, but they don't want to go out with me. And of course, what was this about? They had a calendar, and they were making money and even embezzling money off when they're making the calendar, using the schools, the finances, and and recruiting from the men. And it was a whole system where they had identified the men they wanted and they put them in these special classes. And I had no idea I was going into these classes for this. Going to classes, I didn't understand why I was there and being asked this, and I wasn't going to do it. And they, they even recruited my girlfriend to try and seduce me into doing it and brought me down to try and seduce me into doing it. And there was no way I was going to do it. I was so pissed off so humiliated because I certainly didn't want to have to publicly say no. I didn't want to explain why. And so I, I remember running to the administration and having these women chasing me and knowing ironically what a lot of men would love to have these women chasing, but I, I knew they just wanted to treat me like a little baby, have no respect for me, so they can do it to the next guy, to the next class. So I filed a sexual harassment case, and I ended up bringing that teacher and that whole system down. But this is what they were doing, right? I mean, you know, I, I definitely want to chime in just especially a lot of yeah, sadly, a lot of young men who are just eager just to score. You say mm -hmm. it that way again, say pants. Oh, yeah, that's a dream paradise. Oh, man, got all these ladies chasing me. But a lot, but a good chunk of them don't think about what you thought because you already had. Yeah, you already, yeah, you already turned very clear. You already had the PTSD, the trauma from that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys don't even have the trauma. So that separates you from, sadly, these... No man, even in today's stance, even though now the only fans, oh, forget it. And the man sometimes even whore himself out there, you know, especially those Todd studs with his abs, his um wang, his special man part, his glutamus maximus, you know, all you know, all of that. And I'm sure they they they're sure. I mean, for Instagram, all you're getting is just the muscular abs because that's what they allowed for the most part. But OnlyFans, yeah, I'm, yeah, women has made millions of dollars of OnlyFans. I mean, a couple of them has become millionaires out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, a nurse, yeah, became a millionaire. I think in yeah, in a pretty short time because obviously you know her physical looks was in high demand and men are most men already accept the fact that they're willing to pay premium price for physical beauty which is no i try to criticize men in that part they shouldn't have to do that but they feel compared compelled to so i'm not gonna make um men entirely um blameless on this that's i think that's the only my disagreement but other than that, um, I, I totally get your point of view because this needs to be talked about more often. The stuff you're mentioning is not well-focused. It's always woman victim, man is a criminal, and a sexual beast. Yeah, I'm adding another higher-level insult to that.
Right. And my experience is not that, that men are sexual beasts, although I, it's not solely women who are involved, obviously. Um, but one thing is that we know women don't respect men who don't stand up for themselves. And I guarantee you- oh, one a thousand thing, percent. Yeah. I guarantee you women, women are not going to stand up for us. You know, they're not going to stand up for men. You have really nothing to lose by standing up to women. You know, in other words, being, like you said, a simp, being a simp doesn't work. They have no respect for you, and then they don't want to have sex with you. You know, and and some they, guys too. They're a simp. Some call you Rob Public simp, especially online. Yeah, that's more yeah. used online. Yeah, I don't mean to keep going. Right. Well, just that that is something that men do, and I and I wish they knew not to do that, but they don't. They don't know. And they don't know how women are and they don't know how women think. And, you know, and like you said, a lot of the things you say sometimes are just testing or tricks or taking another way. Like, um, what does a woman think when you say, I love you? What she think? What did you th what we really think she would think is not what she's thinking. She's thinking, oh, you can't get anybody else. Right. You know, that's that, you know, this is the type of way men have to recognize how women interpret the world because they they hear what isn't said more than they hear what is said.